Well, praise God. God's good. We have on Wednesday nights been talking about the life of faith and what it means to walk by faith and live by faith, and mostly because, uh, mostly because we've been, you know, through the course of this year, what we've been geared up for is uh, it's a, a year of empowerment. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you look like you could use a little more empowerment. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It's a year of empowerment, but in order to, to walk in that empowerment, it takes a little bit from our, on our side and some decisions and some actions and different things like that and choices. And, and uh, so we, uh, on Wednesday nights, have been talking about the life of faith. And so we're going to, real quick, maybe give our uh, key verse, uh, come out of Mark uh, Mark 11, please put that up there, if you will. Mark 11 says this, and Jesus replying said to them, have faith in God. Look at your neighbor and say, have faith in God. Now, you think that's kind of a, a duh statement, right? Have faith in God, but, but in all honesty, amen, you've got to make a decision to do that because it's easy to put faith in other things. Are you with me? And uh, so he said, have faith in God. Some uh, translations uh, Actually, I shouldn't say that. I should say out of the Greek, it brings out that uh, in your interlinear translations, you will find this. It says, uh, have the faith of God. And it kind of makes sense because of what he's talking about and what he dealt with. And of course, last week, we kind of dove into a little bit more of this text. And, uh, you know, he spoke to that fig tree. And, of course, they came back and saw it withered up. And, and the boys asked the question, you know, uh, you know, hey, look, you know, they, man, they were kind of taken back by it. So Jesus, this is how he answered. Amen. Have faith in God or have the faith of God. Amen. And basically said, you know, if you, uh, you don't want to see what was done to this fig tree, he said, well, you got to be, you got to understand, amen, that you can have this every day of your life. Amen. But you got to walk in this and you got to believe this. Amen. Uh, put the amplified translation up there, if you will. And it just adds this constantly. Look at your neighbor and say, that's, that's a, good, that's a good, uh, good point right there. Amen. I mean, oh, constantly. You want to walk in faith, right? Have faith in God constantly. Not just on Sundays. Come on, somebody. Not just on Wednesday night. Come on now. We want to have faith in God constantly. So that means even in the pressure moments, which that might come out here a little bit before we're done here tonight. But there's all kinds of things that uh, go on, and uh, you have to make a decision that I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, regardless of how it looks, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what they said. Come on, somebody. Regardless of what's going on. Come on, regardless if it didn't happen quite as fast as you wanted it to. Thought I'd throw that one out there. Come, sometimes that's a, you know. But uh, so you have to make the decision that I'm going to walk by faith. Amen. Praise God. So uh, put Hebrews 10 up there. Praise God. Just a little quick review. But Hebrews 10, verse 37 says, uh, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. In fact, let me turn to that, transla- or to, uh, that text because uh, actually... Uh, this text actually comes out of Habakkuk 2, and, um, and so it reads a little bit different in Habakkuk. Um, just, you know, when you first read this out of the King James or New King James, uh, it kind of talks about he's, we're waiting for him to come, and uh, it's, it's really in the text, uh, it, uh, out of the, uh, the Old uh, Testament, it says, not he who comes. In fact, you'll notice most, most of your translations you'll see on that italicized, which means it's not really the text. It, means, it says, that which. So, for yet a little while, and that which is coming will come and will not tarry. So, the that which that's talking about in Habakkuk is the vision or the dream or the thing that you're believing for. Are you still with me? 
the thing that God spoke to you about, okay? So that, that thing that, that has been, you know, that thing that's in front of you, he's basically saying that will come and it will not tarry. Verse 38 here, put that up, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. So in other words, the way that that's going to come to pass, amen, is by you staying in faith. Still with me? Because you're going to have to walk by faith, all right? Walk with some confidence, some assurance, some reliance, some dependence on God. Amen. Uh, so you're going to have to uh, walk by faith. And it says the just, that's you and me. Okay, we brought that out pretty much every time we go to this text. Uh, the just is the same word, just, justified, justification, righteous, righteousness. Uh, you know, all of it's the same Greek word, just depending on how it's used in a sentence, okay? And you are the just. If you know Jesus, you're the just. If you know Jesus, you're already determined the righteousness of God. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's not who you're trying to be. That's who you are. Okay, I'll try this side. Amen. That's who you are. You're already the just. Somebody said, well, I don't feel real just. Well, we don't go by feelings. Praise the Lord. Come on now, we go by what he said. Now, he says you're already justified based on what Jesus did. The word says you're already the righteousness of God based on what he did. Had nothing to do with you. Come on, somebody. All you really did, about the most you could possibly take credit for is you agreed to it. And even that could be debated because the word says the Holy Spirit drew you. So we might even be able to argue that. Are you hearing me? But you, somewhere along the line, made the decision to agree with it. You heard the, the gospel message. You agreed to it. You said yes. And at that moment, you became the righteousness of God or the justified, amen, based on redemption. Come on, somebody. A price was paid for you. Amen. Are you still with me? So the just, you and me, amen, shall live by faith. That's how we live. This is our lifestyle. We live by confidence. We live by faith in God. Come on, somebody. We live by walking by faith and not by sight. That's how we live. We're believers, not doubters. Come on, right? And it says, but if anyone draws back, he says, my soul has no pleasure. In other words, it brings no satisfaction to him when somebody's backing up. So that's just another point that comes with this text is that faith is always moving forward. Faith is not stagnant. We see some verses on that. And faith is not backing up. Faith is always moving forward. So anybody that's going to be believing God is moving forward. Amen. So he says, my soul has no pleasure in, in the one that draws back. Verse uh, 39, please. But we are not, hallelujah, of those who draw back to perdition or destruction. In other words, there ain't nothing back there to move, go back to. Sometimes we have short memory loss, you know, that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? You know, some people want to go back and you think, what are you going back for, man? Don't you remember? Uh-uh. Really? Come on, right? There ain't nothing back there, right? So we don't draw back to that mess, amen? But we're of those who, what, believe to the saving of the soul. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be a believer, praise God. All right, so we've been talking about the life of faith. Tonight I'm going to talk uh, about, really about, about confidence, amen? I'm going to talk about a confident demeanor, all right? And so with that said, uh, let's just go right into Hebrews 11.1. 1, put that up on the board. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we'll just kind of follow with the text here a little bit. He says, now faith is the substance or gives substance, okay, of things hoped for. In other words, or expected. So faith is a substance of things hoped for or gives substance to things hoped for. It is the evidence or the proof of things not seen. 
Amen? So that's what he said. We walk by faith. We're not moved by how we see things. Come on, right? And it says your faith will give substance to the things you expect. And, amen, it's proof of things not seen. That even though you're not seeing it, you know on the inside it's yours. Is there anybody in here going to heaven? Yeah. All seven of you. Any of you going to heaven tonight? Yeah. Not tonight. I should have been rephrased that. <laughs> not tonight. How many of you tonight know you're going to heaven one day? There we go. All right, that's better wording. Amen. You want to agree to that one? My congregation just got cut in half. No, no. anyway, praise the Lord. So, uh, you know, you already know you're going to heaven. Why are you going? How do you know you're going to heaven? Have you ever seen? Now, there might be somebody, maybe somebody here maybe has had a, you know, a moment and Got a, got a tour of heaven sometime, whatever that happens. You know, not everybody does, but some people have. But for the most, amen, probably 9 out of 10, maybe 99 and 100 might be a better number. Come on, that probably have never, ever had an experience, saw heaven, whatever, and yet they believe they're going to heaven. Now, how can you believe you're going to heaven even though you haven't seen it? How can you believe in a place like heaven when you haven't even seen it? We have faith. We believe. Why? Because he said, amen, that by making Jesus Lord of your life, amen, you're heaven bound. Amen, right? And we believe in it. Amen. And even even though somebody made it, we've never been there. Everybody, I've never heard anybody say, you know, heaven just probably is a real bad place to go. Everybody's got some idea that's probably pretty cool. Come on, somebody, right? There might be a few people think, I don't know if we have to wear white robes and cruising around in robes. I don't know. They said that might be a little weird, but I don't know. But that's about the most I've ever heard that somebody kind of maybe put a little weird, you know, look at heaven. And I guess we're all in white robes. It's no big deal, right? The point I'm trying to make is, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in style. Come on, it's all in style. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, it probably has your name on it. You know, is it like a bathrobe? Never mind. I'll anyway, the point is, amen, everybody assumes heaven's a great place, right? We all have that picture. Even though we might not even know all the verses of it, we believe in a place called heaven. We believe it's going to be a great place. We believe one day, amen, we get to walk streets of gold, praise God, with our Lord and Savior. Amen. It's all, everybody's got a good picture, a good idea, a good view of that. Am I right? And we do it by faith, even though we've never seen it. Deal with me. And your faith connected you to a place like that, amen, because you believed. Because you put confidence in something you heard or something you read. Are you still with me? So all he's asking is for us to believe that and walk that way every day. This is how we live. So there are other things he says, other promises, other things he's Proclaimed. Other things he says, that is yours. Amen. Your benefits. Amen. Your rewards, so to speak. Your, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, prizes. Amen. How you want to word it. Amen. That's yours because you made a decision for Jesus Christ. So your faith gives substance or is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance literally means matter. It gives matter. Amen. Uh, to, to things hoped for. The proof of things not seen. That even though they may not be in a seen realm, because you put some expectation toward that, your faith toward that, it begins to give it substance. That's why he would call things that be not as though they are. Why? Because 
it gives it substance, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're walking in it. You're seeing it. Still with me? So that's what this verse is bringing out. Now, my verse 1 is not really my key verse here, but we'll go to verse 2 here, and it says this. It says, for, for by it, in other words, by this faith, the elders obtained a good testimony, or they provided evidence of their faith. So by faith is what it's saying. The elders, in other words, are patriarchs of faith, who he's getting ready to mention from basically throughout this chapter. All these patriarchs of faith, men and women of God, who somewhere along the line gave proof, gave evidence, or gave testimony of their faith. Are you still with me? So, what, uh, you know, to give evidence, to give proof of this. So, what we've done over the last few weeks, uh, of me at least being back here on, on, uh, on the uh, platform here, uh, been talking about really this life of faith, been talking really about, about giving evidence, what it means for us to give evidence of our faith, because we have to give evidence. So, last week we talked about our words. You got to have your words got to be got to connect. You can say all day you're walking by faith, but if your words are saying the complete opposite of what you say you're believing, then you're not giving evidence or any kind of come on, any kind of testimony of your faith. Okay, we might need to preach that one over again. Come on. See, that's the fight of faith. Amen. It's grabbing hold of that life you're called to. And with a good confession, amen, we get, amen, what we're believing for. Amen. We get this thing turned around. So we speak that word. Come on, somebody. That's part of your testimony. That's part of the evidence or a faith that gives evidence. Come on. Come on, right? right. That's how it works. We also talked about, a couple weeks back, talked about a uh, corresponding action. You know, you can talk all day, I believe, by faith on something, but if your actions are proven otherwise, you're probably not going to see the results that you want to see. So we found out you got to have corresponding actions. Spent some time there in James 2 and some other places. Uh, we, last week, as I said, talked about, uh, you know, our confession, our words, speaking the same word, praise God. And uh, we came out of multiple places there with that. Uh, you know, Hebrews, uh, probably Romans 10, and uh, of course, uh, 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 1 Timothy 6, and other places like that. Tonight, I want to talk about another thing that gives evidence, and it's just called confidence or a confident demeanor. Amen. You're going to have to believe you got her, and you're going to have to show it. Come on, somebody. This should be able to when somebody says, man, how you doing? And, it, you know, you should say, I'm winning, yeah. right? Instead of this, oh, I just don't know. Come on now. Sometimes we hang ourselves by that kind of a, you know, maybe a victim's mentality or, or woe's me mentality. Come on, somebody. Pity. Come on. These are things that it's hard to get anything anywhere with your faith when, when there's no confidence, there's no assurance, there's no, no, this, this confident, winning uh, demeanor, amen, if you don't have that, you're probably, you're probably going to be just stumbling around and just spinning your wheels. Are you still with me? And chances are, if that's not there, your confession's going to show it and your uh, corresponding action will show it and they all work together, but... You just have to see the, the, the understand or the reason or the purpose, I should, maybe a better way of saying it, the purpose of confidence. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be confident. 
All right, what's some more words, uh, maybe with some synonyms to confidence? Uh, being persuaded is one of those words. Being settled, anchored, amen, not moved. Like Paul says, I'm, I'm not moved by these things. Well, most people say, well, that moved me. Paul said, it didn't move me. Amen. Because he knows, he knew who he was. He knew where he was going. He knew what he had to do. Come on, somebody. Are you still with me? Hey, uh, here's a little statement. I'll just throw it right out here. It's something I read, I don't know, several months back, but I put it in my notes here. And just this, uh, lack of confidence is not the result of difficulty, except it's just the opposite. So a lack of confidence is not the result of difficulty. Difficulty is the result of a lack of confidence. Did you hear that? The reason that looks so tough is because we're lacking confidence. The people that don't, don't, that don't lack confidence, it doesn't look like a tough thing. Are you still with me? So when you're looking at something and it looks tough, it's because of a lack, there's a lack of confidence there. Now just keep that in mind. We're not condemning anybody by it, but you just have to understand if you're going into something and you still see it as something that's overwhelming, that's, that's going to, you know, whip your tail, then what's happening is, see, you're lacking the confidence you need to go into this thing. So you may not get the results you want. Now, nobody wants to hear those things, but you have to understand that you have to hear those things because if, if your words are all going haywire and your, your uh, uh, corresponding actions are going haywire and you got no confidence, you just have to understand you're probably not going to see the results. And then you can't go get mad at God because it ain't working. Well, get mad at the preacher man because he had the audacity to talk about it. Come on now. I must have went to the wrong church tonight. I thought this was the right one. Are you still with me? Okay, so let's back up in chapter 10 again. Let's go back a little bit further here, back a few verses. Verse uh, 35. In fact, in context, he's dealing with there's all kinds of pressure and reproach and, and things attacking, all that stuff going on, and Paul's acknowledging it. But he said, therefore, in other words, because even with all this going on, therefore, do not cast away, verse 35, do not cast away, what? Your confidence, all right, which has what? Great reward, amen, or great, uh, that's award or prize or results, all right? So don't cast away or throw back or don't overlook the importance of confidence. Still with me? Don't, don't overlook that, okay, because it's necessary, all right? He goes on, for you have need of endurance. Now, if there is no confidence, you're probably not going to endure something, all right? So you, for you have need of endurance. I think some translations use the word constancy or continuance. Uh, I think one might even say patient uh, it might be the amplified patient continuance or something like that. Amen. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So in other words, there's something to walk out, and I want to get my promise. I want to get my result. I want to get my answer. But I have to understand that confidence is important. All right? So this word confidence in verse, uh, what is it, verse 35, this, this word here, um, parisia, parisia, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, P-A-R. R-H-E-S-I-A, parisia, I believe it is. And it means uh, boldness in stand and boldness in speech, okay? Now, we're, what we're going to do here tonight, we're going to just take a look at, a, a, I don't know, 10 different verses and just show you the, just un, given a, hopefully a clarity of what confidence is, okay? 
Because they don't, then you can police yourself, okay? All right. All right. So it is a boldness in stand or a boldness even in speech, this word here means. All right? It means no flinching, amen, an unhesitant faith. No flinching, unhesitant faith. So if we're flinching, we're probably right now we're struggling with some confidence. If we're hesitating all the time, there's a good chance that we, we, it's a confidence problem. Still with me? All right? So there's no bold of stand, amen, or bold of speech. Amen? You're always pulling back. I don't want to say that too loud. If I do, they might think. I mean, what do you believe? Listen, we might miss out on a lot of our miracles just because of this kind of thing. A lot of our breakthroughs because we just don't take a boldness of stand. It's just boldness of stand and speech. Be, it's okay to talk about God's going to take care of this. Praise God. Yep. God's got my back. This thing's turning around. Praise the Lord. Yep. Hallelujah. I'm whole. I'm well. I'm delivered. Ah, hallelujah. God is going to take care of this thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. You've got to have some kind of confidence about this. All right? So it's a uh, non-flinching. I like that. Or no flinching, unhesitant faith. Praise God. Give me, uh, if you will, uh, Kathy, give me a, let's see, is it the Passion Translation next? Let's try that. It says this in the Passion. Uh, so don't lose your bold, I love this, your bold, courageous faith. For you, have, for you are destined for a great reward. Look at your neighbor and say, you're destined for something great. Look at that. Hallelujah. So, so uh, you are destined for a great reward. All right, verse 36, please. You need the strength of endurance to reveal uh, uh, the poetry of God's will, and then you will receive the promise in full. Amen. How I many know oh, God's doing something great? Just keep with it, stay with it, praise God. Give me the, is it the Amplified? I can't remember which one I gave you. Let's do the Amplified on the same text. It says this, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. I like that. Isn't that cool? Fearless confidence. For it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Amen. Verse 36. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. I like that. Amen. But remember, it starts with some confidence. You're probably not going to be steadfast. You're probably not going to uh, have a lot of endurance. And that word patience, according, means constancy. You're probably not going to be real constant about some things. All right? So patience, or pardon me, endure, or pardon me, here we go. Confidence is pretty key here. Amen? Are you still with me? All right. So, praise the Lord. Let me again give you the, the, the definition of that word confidence. Boldness and stand and speech. No flinching, unhesitant faith. Amen. Now, let's go to Romans 4. Let's look at another one here. Are you still with me today? All right. Now, praise God. Let's, let's get something tonight, all right? I said, let's get something tonight. All right. Romans 4, verse, uh, I think I gave like verse 20. Is that what I did? Verse 20. Thank you. It says this. He did not talk about, uh, this is Abraham. Um, this kind of textures dealing with the father of our faith and how, uh, how he took a stand. Amen. And and, and really how he became the father of our faith. Amen. He actually had the audacity to believe God. Right? And uh, now he didn't do everything perfect, but boy, once he got it, he didn't waver. Amen. And it said he did not waver 
at the promise of God through what? Through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, amen, giving glory to God. Now, the reason he kept giving glory to God, because he actually believed it. Amen. There's a whole other sermon right there. Praise God. Verse 21, please. And being, here we go, fully convinced. Amen. Everybody say fully convinced. Fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. Right? So we're talking about having confidence, amen, in what God said. Why? Because he's also able to perform it. Look at your neighbor and say amen to that. Right? All right. So let's look at this one. Uh, the word here, confidence, uh, play, uh, let's see, let's see if I can pronounce it right, right? Play Rolf Oriel. It actually has the word Oriel, so maybe there's something, maybe an Oriel cookie's anointed. <laughs> I, I don't know. It does have the word Oreo in it. But anyway, praise God. So maybe it's the stuffing in the middle thing. I don't, I don't know, but whatever. So uh, play Rolf Oriel, okay? So it means, uh, this word here, convinced, but it means here, completely assured, okay? Completely convinced or completely persuaded, okay? So completely assured, completely convinced, or completely persuaded, all right? Still with me? Everybody say completely. completely. Now, I believe we can, get, we can get fully convinced. We can. We, it can happen, all right? Now, you might know, you might say, well, the thing I'm believing for, I'm not fully convinced yet. And that's good to know that you're not fully convinced. Now, I'm not saying you should stay there, but I'm saying it's good to know sometimes where you're at. I'm not fully convinced on that thing yet. I believe that God wants to heal me or God wants to deliver me or God wants to provide or God wants to meet that need. Uh, but but I, I know that I see it in the Word, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fully assured, fully convinced, fully persuaded yet. Amen. So what do I do? Well, you stay in it. You keep meditating on it. So you get full. Everybody say full. So you got to get full, right? Amen. Uh, give me, uh, did I give you another translation on this one, Kathy? Uh, like the Amplified or something? Is that what it was? Okay, so the Amplified. Uh, it says this, uh, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. I love this, doubtingly question. And that's what, you know, to waver means you're doubting. You're up and down, you're in, you're out kind of a thing. All right, concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Verse 21, here we go. Fully, here we go, satisfied, right, and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. How many know all the promises of God are yes and amen? Amen. amen. So God will always do it. It's, it. He will always do the promise. He will always answer. If he did it for one, he'll do it for anybody. Are you still with me? You just you have to get it settled. And if you're not fully persuaded of that, then let's get fully persuaded, all right? Spend some time on that. Meditate on that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by that word. You keep meditating on it until you get the tank full. Come on, somebody. I want to be full. Amen. Full in my confidence. Praise God. I don't want to waver at that promise. Amen. If I am wavering, there's probably a, well, in fact, James says, if you're going to waver, if you're doubting, if you're up and down, he says, don't even think you're going to receive it. I mean, James just came right out and says, you ain't even going to receive it. It's like, well, James, come on, man. Jeez. That's like so, that's so in your face, man. Well, it's, it's probably good, right? I mean, Jesus said, you know, according to your faith, so be it unto you. How many times did he say that? I mean, multiple times, amen. 
He'd literally just say, well, what do you want? He'd ask him, what do you want? Like, duh, I mean, just look at the person. You know what he wants. But he'd say, what do you want? Okay, according to your faith, so be it. He put, he put it on you. He put it on me. He put it on them. Still with me? All the promises are for you, but he says it's going to be according Amen. And this take, uh, you know, what we're talking about here is, is being fully convinced. Amen. If you're fully convinced that what God has promised, He is also able to perform, praise God. You're going to get an answer. You're going to get a result. Are you still with me? How many want results? Amen. That's not a trick question. How many want results? Amen. I want results. I mean, there are times, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I like my morning time. I like being alone in the morning and just I go out and I, um, I literally I get hours of time by myself. I love it. And, uh, um, and I get to praying, get to talking to the Lord, carry on conversations. And uh, there's certain things. I have kind of a, a little bit of protocol on some things, how I do it, because I have certain things that I want to make sure that I, I take a stand on. I make my confessions of faith. And then, and then it's just one-on-one, talking about things. Or if he brings up somebody's name or brings up something, I begin to uh, take a stand and pray and agree and, and all that kind of stuff. But there are sometimes Spirit of God, he'll literally tell me, he says, yeah, you're not connected. It's like, hey, it's like, almost like he's going, hey, hey, hey. Literally, that's, that's how it works for me. It's like, dude, well, you probably don't call me dude, but you, it's like, you know, you're not connecting. You're, you're on autopilot. And I appreciate that. Come on, somebody, because it's like, uh, so I, uh, what I do for me, okay, you don't have to do what I do, but it's what I do, okay? I stop and I say, Lord, forgive me for that. I know better than that. I allow myself to get distracted. Come on, somebody. I was thinking on something else while I'm sitting here praying. Come on, somebody. And so Spirit of God kind of lassoed me, pulled me in. Why? Because, because it's important that you make connection. And so you have to understand that your confidence is part of that connection. And you got to be confident of that. Whew. Listen, I know when I'm praying for something in my household or something about my own life or something that I'm believing for, and I know when I'm not fully persuaded. I just know it's like, I know it's in there, and that's, that's for me. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. And, and it's like it's just kind of this surface stuff. What's that? Wavering. <laughs> I'm on the sea. I know I should have this. I know it should be mine. I'd really like to have that. This would be wonderful if that was really flowing and doing but, you see what I'm saying? So you have to understand how important this really is. Amen? Am I making connection with you? Yeah. All right, praise God. Now, there's nothing hard about it. It ain't like it's, this has to take, you know, 20 years for you to get this. this could, you could get it in 20 minutes. You just settle it. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so praise God. Okay, so where are we at? Where, did I, where, where are we at, Cabby? Uh... Romans 4, and did I give you a 421? Here it is. Fully uh, satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty, came on, to keep His word and to do what He promised. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, praise God. Okay, that was uh, Plerophia Oreo. (laughs) 
pleading for an Oreo. Anyway, I don't know what it is. Anyway, anyway, Romans 8. Oh, Romans 8. Here we go. Let's get a different one. Praise God. Maybe I can pronounce this one better. All right. Romans 8, verse uh, 37 uh, through 39. We're going to read this, okay? This, we love this text. Um, you know, he's talking about, you know, um, all the stuff that tries to come again, tries to somehow separate you from the love of God, trying to war against you, trying to get you to back up and quit. He said, yet in all these things, he just mentioned a whole bunch of things, but he said, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So who are you? Let's try this side. Who are you? Okay, is, are, you a, are you more than a conqueror because you feel like it? You're more than a conqueror because he says you're more than a conqueror. So that's part of your identity. So yet, in all these things, no matter what's going on, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Verse 38, here we go. For I am, this is what Paul said, for I am persuaded. Amen, I'm convinced. Amen, that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Verse 38 again. For I am persuaded. Okay, what's this word? Because, you know, you think it's the same, but it's not exactly the same Greek word. Uh, Pytho, okay, is the Greek Greek word. P-E-I-T-H-O, pytho, okay? And it means fully convinced again. But it talks of an assurance of mind, literally to be anchored, I love this, with no reverse. So I'm anchored, so I'm not backing up, I'm anchored, amen. I'm, I'm only, amen, I, I don't go backwards, amen, so I'm anchored, I have, I love this, assurance of mind. You ever had to tell your mind, shut up? Oh man, sometimes you got to do it. It's like, you know, your mind wants to just, whoo, you just say, shut up. You don't count right now. Amen. Well, listen, you don't get something just be just because your mind agreed. <laughs> now, it's good to get your mind to agree. Come on, you want your mind renewed, but you have to understand it's, it's, it's based on your faith anchoring on to something because your mind will run your fits. But talk about here now trying to get your mind assured. Amen. As it's good to be confident, amen, have confident thinking, praise God. So I am persuaded, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, um, let's see, let me real quick, I'll just do this. I don't think I gave this all to Kathy, but uh, the Amplified for I'm persuaded beyond doubt. Amen, that's the Amplified. The message, I love how it says, it says, there is no way. <laughs> None of this stuff's going to going to somehow separate me from the love of God. There's no way. Amen. I like that. Look at your neighbor and say, there is no way. You got to settle. There's no way. Doesn't matter. There ain't no way. Amen. Now, the passion says this. Uh, it says, now I live with the confidence that there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate me from the love of God. That's the passion translation. I like that passion translation. Amen. That there's nothing in the universe with the power uh, to separate me from the love of Christ. And of course, then it mentions, goes on to mention that. Now, I've taken the time before. We've actually even done a service on this. I don't know if I've, I've at least done one service on this where I've taken that text, uh, verse 38 and 39, and I just dissected it and went through what each one of these are meaning. Okay, each one of these words, death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, and all that. 
and went, what does it mean, okay? Because he just he gets done talking about all these things that come and try to pressure against you. And he said, but I'm persuaded that there is nothing out there that can somehow talk me off this thing. I'm hooked. I'm anchored. Amen. I'm assured. Amen. I ain't backing up. Right? So uh, I'm not going to go through all that uh, in, in depth. But what happened in the process of doing that, um, I have my own translation. Well, why not? Um, maybe it's the start of my Jerry Roberts translation. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call it something. I don't know what we'll call it. But for right now, it's, it's just got my name on it. So we'll, I could call it something else. Uh, radical translation. Victory translation. Love it. That's it. I'm going to change it right now. Victory translation. I like it. Amen. Okay, so here's what he says. Okay, because I've taken the time and looked at all this. This is what this text says. He says, for I am persuaded, totally convinced, that whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, listen, whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden, even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that's, and that's been through study. That's what, each, that's what it's referring to. So he says whether, whether uh, things die or live. Because some people, are they waver based on stuff like that. Right? Well, I prayed and whoa, 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 whoa. You don't backing up. You don't unhitch. You stay connected. Huh? Whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, Sometimes that's the truth. Sometimes, you know, bad things happen to good people. That's a bummer, but we don't like that. But they're, come on, that don't give you an excuse to back up and quit. There's probably a reason for what's going on. If you understood that, you'd, come on. Come on now. Well, you know, some people, well, why is good things always happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? Well, there's reasons. But you just have to understand if that's going to be, if you're going to run your life based on how it looks for other people and that and this, you're, it's going to be a long, miserable walk in God. Are you still with me? Because all the time there's things that are unexplained that go on. All right? Well, you just, listen, if you just stay in it, there's, I've had a lot of answers that came later. Anybody hearing me? Wonder what just happened here? How come this happened? But you just stay connected, you stop backing up, you keep moving forward, you stay anchored, you stay assured, and eventually you get some answers. And you learn. Okay, I didn't mean to go into all this, but I thought it was worthy of bringing out. Whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed. I like instantaneous. Anybody else with me? Well, I guess it depends what we're talking about. But, but you know what I'm talking about. For the most part, when you believe in God, you wish it was all, you know, suddenly. <laughs> yeah, right? We all like the suddenly verses. We don't like all the verses that led up to it, but we love the suddenly verses, right? So anyway, sometimes things have been delayed. Whether things have been exposed or remain hidden. I mean, sometimes there's something that stuff that goes on, and you, you know, it's right out there, it's, and, and, you know, it's like, man, it's just out there for the world to see, and the next time something you just... It, it's never opened up. It's never ex brought out. Come on, it's all hidden. But regardless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I stay connected, right? Right? Uh, even if things have been fabricated against us.
Some people just run their mouth. Some people lie. It just happens. People do it sometimes. So what is that? You're going to quit? You're going to pull back because somebody said something? I'm not in this whether you agree with me or don't agree with me, whether you like me or don't like me. And I hope you like me. I, I, I want you to like me. <laughs> and I'd love it if you'd agree with me because I know I'm right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not everybody does agree and not everybody likes you. Not everybody's on your side. Not everybody's for you. And, and sometimes people say things and do things. You just have to settle it. It doesn't matter. I stay connected. I stay assured. I stay anchored. Come on, somebody. No reverse here. And that's what Paul's talking about, praise God. Amen? None of this stuff is going to separate me from the love of God. So why would, I, why would I back up then? I got God on my side. I mean, earlier in the text, he said, if God be for me, who could be against me? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter no more. It doesn't, I mean, God's on my side. So I stay connected. Listen, you want to know the quickest way to turn things around? Get a breakthrough. You say, what? Yeah, get a breakthrough. Get a miracle. Get a result. And all of a sudden, people are looking at it different. So stay connected so you get a breakthrough, so you get a miracle, so you get this thing turned around, so you get your results, so you get success. And I tell you what, success speaks. Nobody can deny that. Well, how did that happen for you? Well, I believe God. Well, I happen to know all this stuff was going on. Yeah, but I still believe God. I stayed connected. And so what happens is you got a result, and they say, well, huh. Well, I want some of that. Well, good. Praise the Lord. Let me show how it works. Right? You still with me? Everybody say fully convinced. All right, let's look at another. Philippians 1. I like Philippians 1. Anybody like Philippians 1? I like Philippians 1. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says this. Being confident. Hallelujah. Being confident of this very thing, all right, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, this is actually, I think it's the same same word here, as one of them we've already used, but this word confident. But it just means to be fully assured, amen, or fully, fully confident, amen, of this very thing. What? Well, he's begun a good work, and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you need to be confident of that. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not done yet. Still being cooked. Amen, Trudy said. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, nobody likes the word process, but, but it, is, it, is, it, is, it is valid for a Christian. And uh, we, we, we're still in process. We're still growing. But we can be confident. I mean, this, to really be honest, this is really a way to get yourself moving forward and keep moving forward and stay confident in the fact that he's not done with me yet. He's still working on me. Amen. You know, because a lot of people quit and give up because... Something didn't quite go right, or they didn't feel like they're, uh, they're where they need to be, or um, nobody's seeing my potential yet. Am I in the right house? Sometimes we go along, we think, well, well listen, be, be confident. Come on, God has begun a good work. He's still working. There's still some good things. Come on, hang on now. Hallelujah. All good things, all good things. Come on now. Come on, right? So being confident is very thing, 
that he who has begun a good work in you will, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, it's going to happen, praise God. Okay, give me, let's see here. I put, uh, put 2 Corinthians 3 in there. Put that up, if you will, Kathy. And the reason I put it, because uh, Paul later on in Philippians talks about, you know, he's talking about putting confidence in God, but he goes on to say, but don't put confidence in your flesh. So I thought this is worthy of throwing this out because that's probably what happens a lot of times. We start looking at ourselves and go, we, you know, we, one or two things. We try to think we're better than we are, and then we get a big, bad wake-up call. Come on, somebody. Or, or we, just, we just look at our, our own abilities and think, oh, my gosh, ain't no, no hope for a guy like me. And that ain't right. Ain't none of that right. So you don't put confidence in your flesh, and you don't put confidence in anybody else's flesh for that matter. I'll just leave that alone. But he goes on here in 2 Corinthians, he talks about, but we have such trust, and that word trust, it also one of its synonyms is confidence. All right? We have such trust or confidence through Christ toward God. Here we go, verse 5 now, please. That what? Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. In other words, that's why we put our confidence in Him. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, we're not moved by natural things. We're not even moved by our, by our own abilities. God can, can take that thing in you and, and make it ten times better by tomorrow. Come on, somebody. I mean, there are things that can be worked in you. You might find out that there's a reason it's the way it is in you. Okay, that went over like a lead balloon. But anyway, it's the fact. You might be amazed at what God's trying to do. Sometimes, uh, you ever work puzzles? No, I don't. I hate puzzles. And Trudy loves puzzles. And she, usually if she sits down to do a puzzle, I just say, good night, Trudy. Because she's just going to stay there till the thing's done. That's kind of how she does it. And uh, now every now and then I'll steal a piece. Anyway, not always, but sometimes. But anyway, uh, the point is, is that every, every piece has a, in fact, the other day she was doing a piece and she kept saying, well, I just can't get this thing to come together. I said, you got the wrong piece in there. Right? You got the wrong piece in there. <laughs> I caught that. You got the wrong piece in there. That ain't going to connect. You got the wrong piece. And so we get that piece out of there. Girl, straighten up. If you put the right piece in there, this thing can go together. <laughs> oh, I, I, I milked that one, I'm telling you. It was great. Anyway, the point is, you got to get the right pieces in the right place, right? It's the same thing with you and me. He's not done, but a lot of times it's just putting pieces in the puzzle. And sometimes you find out that, man, God designed you a certain way. Amen. Just put your confidence in him. Stop putting in your flesh. Come on, somebody. And just let God do something. And you might be amazed at what God does in your life. Amen. But a lot of times when you're too busy looking at yourself or, or, or comparing yourself with others, it's dangerous. Amen. You put more confidence in their ability than, than God being able to do something in you. Okay. Hallelujah. 
Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. You know, even Jesus said that. I mean, isn't that amazing? Even Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. What? And you're thinking, well, if he can't, we're in trouble. He said, I can of myself do nothing. But as I see the Father do what I do, as I hear the Father say is what I say, amen, he puts his confidence, amen, in his God. Come on, somebody, in his heavenly Father, amen. And then later on, amen, he says, and you can't do anything in yourself. Stay connected to the vine, right? And so you just have to understand, so there's no sense of putting confidence in this. So when we're talking about being confident and fully persuaded, we're not talking about in yourself. We're talking about in our God. Amen. Amen. Like, like uh, Abraham, he was confident in that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen. Some of you have got a word from God that you shelved. Now, sometimes that's not all bad, but... Most of the time, you need to take that thing off the shelf, dust it off, and just put some, put some confidence in God that if God spoke that, He can do that. Are you still with me? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, anyway, I better leave that alone. I might. Uh, but I'm just saying. Let's just keep that in mind. All right. Um, how many know He's your source? All right, that's why we put our confidence in Him. All right, Ephesians 3. Let's put another one here. Ephesians 3.12, um, kind of coming in, talking about in Christ here. In whom we have boldness, that's a key word, we have boldness and access into Him, right? With what? With confidence. Now, it's key, okay? With confidence through faith in Him. Amen. So confidence becomes pretty important here. So we're talking about having boldness. Amen. And access with confidence through faith in Him. So we talking about, you know, you know, going into Him. God, you have connection. God is always wide open, ready to connect, ready to talk, ready to fellowship. Come on, somebody. You can, the word, in fact, uh, I don't even know, Kathy, I don't know how many of these verses I gave you. Uh, Hebrews 10, did I give you that one? Or not? Did I give you Hebrews? I did. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, Hebrews 10 and 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. I mean, you know, praise God for the blood of Jesus, right? Now, I'm just throwing this out here because you need to, we can have confidence. When you're going to go before God, you need confidence. God, don't... What? What? Huh? how you go to God. You're a child of God. You've been purchased. Amen. You're an overcomer. You're a conqueror. You're a new creation. You're the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. You're redeemed. You're purchased. You, you're forgiven. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So we go in with confidence. We go in with some boldness. Amen. We can literally enter into the holiest. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. That's a good word. Amen. That's a good verse. Give me chapter 4 and 6. 16. 4 and 16. This is a common verse. Let us therefore come boldly. It means with confidence. Amen. Boldly and confident. Amen. To the throne of grace. Why? Well, so you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
God never wants you hanging. He, he, always wants you, he always wants you just, come on in. Come on in. What do you need? Amen. What can I help you with? What can I talk to you about? What can I lead you in? What can I direct you in? Amen. God is always trying to do that. Now go back to Ephesians uh, 3, please. Put that back up. Ephesians 3, 12. Okay, so uh, in, him, in whom, this is the Amplified, in whom because of our faith in him, we dare to have boldness, courage and confidence, a free access, an unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. Now I'm trying, what I'm trying to do here is show you the importance of confidence because we're, we're going to fulfill Amen. Who we are, be who we are. Amen. Get done what we got to get done. Get the results we got to get. Amen. And you have to understand that you, God is not done with you. He says, come on in. Let me help you. Praise God. He is never going to leave you hanging. But if you're going to have some wishy-washy, up and down, in and out, pity. <laughs> Listen, we're going in and thinking we're not going to get anything. Now stop and just think about that for a second. Okay, you kind of, you know, you kind of, I mean, what are, you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you afraid of? Well, I just don't know if he really wants to talk. Why wouldn't he want to talk to you? I just don't know if he'd do, why, why, why wouldn't he want to do something for you? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I messed up. Well, no, so it ain't God that's, that's messing you over right now. It's, it's, it's your own heart's condemning you. Right? Come on. And so what happens is you're lacking confidence. And remember, so now everything's looking too big. It looks like it can't happen. No, no get, get your confidence back up. Come on now. Hold your head up. Go on in there and talk with the Lord. Whew. I mean it. We, we, we're just, uh, no Moses, you go up and talk to him. It's, it's rampant in the church. Pastor, you go talk to him. You know, uh, I just want to tell the prayer chain. Well, how about, you know, nothing wrong with that. We want, to, we want to pray. We want to agree with you. But how about you pray? How about you go in and talk to God about it? Are you still with me? Pastor, I just, I just don't know what to say. Listen, uh, you know, we brought it, I think it was Sunday, I think it was. Talked about, um, the word says, and they walked with God. I mean, all your patriarchs of faith. In fact, all the ones mentioned, just about every one of them mentioned in Hebrews 11, you go back and you read about them, and somewhere in there it's going to say, and they walked with God. And all it means is they conversed with God. That's all it means. And it literally breaks down to small talk. So if you can talk to me, you can talk to him. Are you with me? Sometimes you go in there and say, Lord, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't know what to, even what to ask right now. I just, I don't have a clue because this thing just kind of flies over my head and I don't, but I just know that you got answers and you got wisdom. So I do know I can ask for wisdom. So give me wisdom. Fill me with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. So I can have a walk worthy of you, fully pleasing to you and fruitful in every good work. Praise God. So I do know I can ask for that. Amen. Or if I don't even know any of that, I just pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise ye the Lord. You know what I mean? And the word says that you're praying out the perfect will of God. Come on, somebody. I mean, whatever. But the point is, you don't ever get to a place where you drag your head and drop your head and go in to talk to God. Pull your head up, man. You're a child of God. Right? And I'm talking about confidence. And if you're going in that way, step back, rebuke yourself.
Are you with me? And if you did something wrong, then step back and repent. All that means is stop and get a change of thought. It literally means stop, turn, go the other direction. And then get yourself back in there and talk to God because the one that you're afraid to talk to is the one that can help you, empower you, strengthen you, lead you, guide you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He's your source. Am I getting too, am I too rough today? All right. That's how it works. <clears throat> so everybody say fully convinced. Fully convinced. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, let's do another one here. This would be a good one to finish on. Uh, 1 John 5. This is a good one. Okay. Now, what we're talking about, uh, you know, fully con convinced. And you have to understand that that means you're gonna, you, you don't put your confidence in you, but you put your confidence in God. All right. God has all your resources. All, he's your source. Uh, everything's there. Okay. And, but he puts something on. He says he is. Now, this is the confidence. Everybody say the confidence. Listen, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Okay? Now, what's His will? His Word. Uh, James, uh, pardon me, uh, Ephesians 5 says, uh, to not be unwise, but to understand the will of God. God wants you to know the will. God isn't saying, yeah, I know you yeah. You can't have it. God is always trying to get the will of God across to you. Amen. Uh, uh, again, uh, Colossians 1, I pray that you're filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, right? So God wants you to know. So He is not holding anything back. So how, what is the will? Right here. This is God's will. Okay. So, this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, we're guaranteed He hears us. The Word says His ears are open to your prayers. Come on, somebody. Now, so if you're lacking confidence, then you go back and you say, okay, um, is, it, is it in the Word? Well, I'm not sure. We'll go find it then. Right? Listen, 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 listen. If, if there's no confidence, you're not going to get nothing. So if there's no confidence, stop. Get confident. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, if you're going to go, it's not really sure. Well, and you're going to walk out just as unsure as you did when you walked in. And so there's no faith being released. And you're up and down. And so, you know... You know, so you're, if anything, you're probably more expecting it not to happen. So your faith is working against you instead of for you. So get confident. So what are you believing for? Well, I, I'm believing uh, for, for wholeness of body. Okay, well, great. That's a good thing to believe for. It's a promise. Okay, so go find your promise. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Well, Pastor, I don't know all this stuff. Well, get to. Get on it. Listen, nowadays you got, you got promise book after. I mean, nowadays you don't even have to buy a book. You got your little watches now. You, 
iPads and 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 and, and I watches and I this and I that. All right, right? I mean, you just dial it. Okay, well, promises of God. <laughs> Scroll through it. What do I have need of? Yeah, that's right. And so now, Amen. You start finding promises concerning wholeness of body. So what you do is you take those promises that by your stripes I was healed. You bore my sickness and you carried my disease. Amen. You forgive my iniquities and you heal all my diseases. Amen. So you now take that promise and you go and even, listen, you, you can even, you do not have to be on your knees to pray. If you want to, that's fine. But you don't have to. You can actually have the lights on. Because if you don't know the promise, then it's okay to read the promise. So you may need the lights on. Or if you've got a little flashlight, you can kind of hold it. And say, okay, well, the Bible says right here, Father, I, according to this, I'm going to stand on this promise right here. So, Father, I thank you and praise you right now for this promise. And then read that promise, whatever it is you're believing for. So, Father, I'm that. So now you can be confident. Listen, listen. You can be confident. This is the confidence that we have in Him, right? That if we ask anything according to His will, then we know He hears us. Now listen, listen, because verse 15 then says, here's verse 15, and if we know that He hears us, oh, be doggone. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. We know it then. If we know that He hears us, then we know that we have it. So the only way to get, verse 14, give Kathy a hand clap. What a blessing. Amen. Then how do we know he hears us? Then this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we know that he hears us when we're asking his will. So, okay, this is the promise. So I stand on that promise. I speak that promise. I pray that promise. And I say, Lord, I thank you. I put my, put my faith in this right here. That according to your word says this right here. You can even quote the reference to him. You know, he's, he's not going to go, oh, I didn't know that one. What translation you got? Well, in First Fleshalonians, it says, <laughs> the point is, don't, this isn't that complicated, okay? If you don't know what to ask, then go find your promise and go ask. There are promises in here about your marriage, your family, your health, your finance, housing, business, Business decisions, wisdom, counsel. Come on, somebody. We can go on and on and on and on and on about promises that are all given to you out of this word. And this, my friend, is a contract signed in blood. It's a covenant. So it is a contract of promises that have been declared unto you, given unto you. Amen. And he's the only one, come on, literally, it's a will and testament or a contract. Amen. It is, he's the only one to give out the will, die, come on, somebody, get raised up and to carry it out. Making sure. Now, wouldn't that help? Never mind, I'm just saying. Sometimes, with, never mind, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, all kinds of warfare goes on with over wills and all that kind of stuff. It's like crazy. But anyway, the point is this. Right here, you have a contract full of promises. So he says this, pray this. If you pray that, then you know he hears you. 
So if you know God hears you, verse 15 again, amen. And if we know that He hears us, well, I prayed this, so I know that He hears me. And I'm coming in with confidence. I, I ain't being cocky. I ain't being uh, sarcastic. I'm not being uh, wimpy. I'm not uh, being pitiful. Right? I'm not being a victim. Come on. Come on. Listen, you maybe have been victimized, but that don't mean you go into God talking like a victim. Okay. Maybe we need to do a sermon on that one. Come on now. Right? You go before God. I mean, God knows God's got your back. Okay. So you go in there, and if I know that he hears me, what happens? Whatever we ask. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So a confident demeanor is going to start right here. Grabbing this, amen, being confident, go in there and grab it. Confident in the fact that he spoke it, I can have it, amen, I'm going to pray it, amen. Now, with all that, coming some of the other sermons we've had, right? Keep your words right. Keep your corresponding action right. Come on, but being confident is key. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Uh, praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Did I, I, Y'all doing okay? Yeah. Amen. I'm, did I get too intense there? Maybe I did. <clears throat> you know, we're, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, You know, um, the, 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 the message, the gospel message, the word gospel, let's just use that. Um, it actually was a, a term coined by the world, not by the church. Okay, because they were hearing the message of what Christ has done. And it means too good to be true. So they were called this, this too good to be true message. Well, it seems too good to be true, but it is true. It's good news. And so when we talk about some of these things, um, you know, we might say, well, I, I, you know, okay, you know, well, I'm not you or, or whatever. Uh, uh, listen, 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 this, we all can get this. Every one of us can do this. There, there really isn't. It isn't too hard for anybody in this room, anybody watching or listening by internet. It's not too hard for anybody. We can do this, but you got to be willing to just do it and catch yourself. So when you when you when you're going into God and you're all wimpy, it's back up, get your head right, come on, right, and then step back in there with some boldness and confidence with God, Amen. And if you have a promise you need, to, then grab your promise. And if you have to read it, read it. God isn't going to say, oh, no, you didn't have it memorized. <laughs> He's not going to do that to you. Have your promise, all right? If you, if you feel like you're, you're unworthy, then back up. If you need to repent on something, repent on it. But get, get yourself back in there. Remember, the blood of Jesus, right? So you can come in with confidence, and boldness, amen, assurance, praise God, hallelujah, to receive from God. I mean, the Father knows that 
Maybe what you need to get past that is just a little time spent with him. He knows that. So he's, he's going to make sure that you have a way to get there, right? So anyway, the point is, is just, you know, sometimes we talk about these things and we're not, uh, I, I just, I just don't want nobody to walk out of here thinking that, well, it's easy for you to say. It, we've all been in these places where we've had to, you know, I've shared my, I mean, I, I, I rat on myself all the time. I've been pastoring for nearly 30 years, and I still once in a while get called on the carpet by some of, with the Lord on some things. Come on, somebody. And says, hey, you know, what are you doing acting that way? What are you doing praying like that? Well, hey, I'm over here. Right? And I'm just saying that. So I don't want anybody to walk out here thinking, well, you know, I can't do that. Yes, you can. We all can do this. Amen. We can all do this. And the Father wants to fellowship with you and talk with you. Amen. And He wants you to succeed. He wants you to get these results. He wants the promises that He's given you to manifest on your behalf. He is not holding anything back from you. Amen. All He needs, amen, is you to release faith. Right? Live by faith. Walk by faith. Amen. And you can get this. Amen. And this is just one of those little pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, concerning our faith. Amen. Did you get something tonight? All right, well, praise the Lord. All right, Father, we give you praise and glory once again. Thank you for your word, for these principles. Thank you, Lord, for a confident people, praise God. People confident in you, praise the Lord. And Father, we give you the praise that the promises of God are yes and amen, praise God. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.